I'm a sociopath that can't empathize with anybody else unless it directly affects me. Ka-chow! We're talking cars on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off in room. Uh, <laughs> that's the best I can think of. Um, speaking of the best I can think of, there's no better guest that I can think of than the one that's sitting right in front of me today. Um, she's a comedian and a podcaster. Um, it's Tess Lieberson. Hello. You're in the three-timers club. Oh my god, how many people are in that? Uh, me, Alec Baldwin? Yeah. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, you're... You're not welcome on the podcast, <laughs> ever. Uh, how are you? I'm very good, Ross. Thank you for having me over to your um, home studio. Of course. You mean just my home? That's right. <laughs> uh, and you fed me lunch, too. That was very nice. Yeah. Well, it was fun. I love using my Instant Pot and bragging to everybody about it. It's the craze that's sweeping the nation. It really is. It's been going for a couple years now, though. Yeah. I and just I recently got one as well. Ooh. And I love it. Yeah, I just found out that the the person that I'm probably going to move in with after I leave this apartment, she also has an Instant Pot. So we can have like a main dish Instant Pot and then a side dish Instant yes. Pot. Yes. Uh, have you ever used yours to hard boil eggs? I have. It's I, so easy. I did it once just because I like hard boiled eggs, but I also prefer I prefer just like eating, uh, just like frying or scrambling mm-hmm. eggs. But yeah, it <laughs> does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, are n- we are not sponsored this week by uh, Instant Pot, but, but come on. Well, what I like about Instant Pot is that, uh, one more thing about it, is that it is, it's like a little food robot. It's like a food machine. Yeah. L- a lot of machines are important in our lives. For mm-hmm. example, all the appliances in our kitchen. Oh, I see where you're going. Electric toothbrushes in our bathrooms. And Cars! cars! <laughs> I was going to say a thing that annoys me about Instapods, but we could just talk about cars because <laughs> we're talking about cars. Have you um, have you ever seen this movie? I think I saw it when it came out, maybe even in theaters, but probably not. I probably saw it at a high school party where I chose to watch the movie that was playing in the background of everybody else's makeout sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was either, I remember, I think doing that for cars and maybe also for Lord of the Rings. Um, and mostly I was just upset that other people's... Um, bodies were in the way of me watching <laughs> <laughs> the movie yeah I'm just like wow everybody out here has their own porsche to be with and i'm <laughs> here i'm here feeling like a real mater <laughs> <laughs> that's right um did you had never seen this before no i remember um my parents and i renting it from blockbuster and then we got about 25 minutes in and we got it got bored wow like Kind of how you and I kind of lost focus for a little bit watching mm-hmm. it. And I think when Lightning had failed escaping Radiator Springs twice, I, w- I think we as a family were just kind of <laughs> like, I don't think this is for us. Um, and so what would your family have done if you stopped watching a movie? Then what? Would um, you have put another movie in? Would you yeah, I, cause switch we to books? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Gross. I think we when we rented from Blockbuster, I think we did like two at a time. And who would pick? Um, so I think the kids would get to pick one and the adults would get to pick one, mm. but like we, we all had similar tastes. So like w- we weren't really getting really bad kids movies at mm-hmm. Blockbuster and they weren't getting like really explicit adult <laughs> movies. I also remember my parents turning off Anchorman like 15 minutes in. Cause it was too grotesque. I remember they were just annoyed with it. Oh. Like I specifically, 
the part where Ron is like uh, facing Cameron. He's like, attention, I I have a very important announcement. And then it cuts to a wide shot and he goes, cannonball. <laughs> and then I remember my parents being like, ugh, and just turning it off. I do think uh, that movies that promote stupid as cool are uh, not good. Uh, but Wait, uh, say that again? That this it's, uh, it's a theory that I've kind of learned from people I work with that... Um, uh, that there's a lot of movies that promote stupid as cool to children. And a lot of that promotes just like general arresting development. And especially among boys that mm-hmm. like bullies are funny and oh. uh, um, like pulling pranks is hilarious when really like it's not. Pranks <laughs> are so bad. Yeah, they're really bad and they can escalate so badly. Yeah, I guess I see what you mean. I th- I thought you were more talking about just like the whole genre of comedy where it's like, Oh, this is like the stupidest thing possible, but it somehow like comes full circle and is actually like really clever. Like what? Uh, kind of like how ha- like Step Brothers, how they both are so insanely like pubescent and losers, and it's like so dumb how dumb they are that it's kind of funny. I've never seen Step Brothers, but that sounds like a lot of uh, Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> yeah, like I I texted my boyfriend like a sketch that I really love of just like, Oh, this is so stupid that it's funny. And Mm. he's like, yeah, this is where we really differ in terms (laughs) of comedic preferences. And I said, respect. (laughs) And then we moved on. Yeah. But uh, like, I think we were both watching this and we kind of got a little bored watching cars because I had a realization that, so this came out in, I think 2005 or 2006. And this seems to be the last of the uh, Pixar movies where it was kind of just like an easy, like, fish out of water guy who doesn't belong and he learns to work together and love his surroundings yes I think to I love where he is rather than always look ahead yeah because this i found out this was conceived in 98 so right out this was going to be the it's next a long movie gestation yeah after a bug's life but then pixar was like toy story mm-hmm. too and so they did that instead um w- so what happened after cars after Cars, you're saying like it was the, the last movie that was this. I think because I think after this, 2007, I believe, is Ratatouille, which really, yeah, which I feel like is. Did I've rewatched it for the podcast a couple years ago, and I it wasn't as flawless and amazing as I remember, but it just feels so different. It's very sophisticated. Yeah, I think the plot is more um, c- complex. Just like all of the flavors that Remy <laughs> cooks with. <laughs> Um, so it's really the saffron of movies. <laughs> yeah, I did feel like Cars was it was pre- yeah, pretty simple. Like we predicted, we, you can predict what's going to happen, and um, uh, and also feels super targeted towards boys. Yes, yes, very much so. I wonder, was there a was are there other Pixar movies that are would you would say are more targeted towards girls? Um, I think you're more well versed than I. I would say Brave. Yeah. Um. I mean, I remember seeing it, and I kind of remember it being kind of forgettable. But mm-hmm. that was Pixar trying to do kind of a princess mythical yeah. tale type thing. It's kind of. Ugh, I just. I. <laughs> when you point out that it is targeted towards boys, that makes me mad because it's like, first of all, we all use cars. Yeah. <laughs> and we all benefit from them and suffer from them. Um. And they're they're genderless things. I mean, that's I not true. Know. I know a lot of people call their cars girls. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm I driving a lady. I can't understand <laughs> the you know this whole thing about a gender spectrum, but I believe all all cars are women. Um, <laughs> there are two genders: vrooms and beeps. <laughs> um, 
Is that anything? Well, uh, I, probably asked, not. I asked Ross about halfway through what makes a car a female car because there are a number of obviously female characters. And he said... And all of them have such great names that i remember yeah sally flow eyelashes is what you said made a, made a car <laughs> yeah. female which i do see on cars around here and who's driving those cars women yeah <laughs> crazy how that works <laughs> out um and half of the male cars have like mustaches in the in the movie yes yeah and it's i don't understand how what they're doing because it's like not it's like the grill but there's the hairy. grill but like all cars have grills that's true. Although no, most of the the Lightning McQueen and Sally character, they just have lips. That's just like their hood. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- I was reading uh, like production notes and like Wikipedia stuff, and there was a a mention of like you never see any of the cars' doors open, and you you see like a trunk at one point briefly, and they said there's no evidence that these are hollow. And that shook me to my core. <laughs> well, these are... It's like fleshy cars. The people of their world, they go to gas stations to eat, <laughs> and they go to race cars, race tracks to watch their own species race. Yeah, we said that this is basically like the World Series like decathlon. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I guess it's like any sport. There's lots of... I, I found myself consistently out of it thinking if this was real life what would that map onto and i wonder why are there roads and sidewalks if their roads are their sidewalks do they have any transportation for themselves for long distances like if humans can not move but still get somewhere they'll do it and you see our good friend lightning <laughs> he sits in john ratzenberg yeah <laughs> uh but like we we would, uh, they're like, you got to get to California, which like would be quite an operation for a human. And at the end, we see Mater fly in a helicopter. So flying is an option. Right, right. Why Why didn't... Are buses an option? I mean, that's basically what he drove it, kind uh, of. Uh, but yeah, it was a... Well, we do see a bus in the form of stoner George Carlin. Right. Um, oh, that's true. That was a van. A van again. Yeah. And this is... Oh, shit. I guess they are technically different things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess the joke with him is that like organic stuff means that he's high. Something like that. that. Was, like, I this could was tell 2006 because when like organic was just like a funny word. I could tell that he was high because of he talked slow and that's a signal that somebody's high yeah. in movies. Famous for talking slow, George <laughs> Carlin. <laughs> um, and, well, they must have picked him because his name was George. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> the famous George Studebaker. Oh. created Studebaker cars. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the visuals of this movie a lot. Yeah, we were saying that the animation really holds up. It, yeah. Except for the one part where the car gets in a bad car accident or just an accident mm-hmm. and there's dirt all over and that looked so bad. It just looked like gobs of wet sand. <laughs> but yeah, the the sand and the landscape looks really pretty. The sandscape? Oh. Oh. <laughs> and uh, you said at the end how good all of the reflections look. Yes, they're all like very shiny. So you see uh, the reflections of the other ca- cars that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, I also forgot how little Mater actually is in this movie, <laughs> which was a relief because I wasn't really looking forward to. Is he big in later ones? He He's the star of the second. Oh, I haven't wow. seen the other two, but I'm under the impression that Cars 2, it's like Mater accidentally gets involved with like international spy work oh for some reason that makes sense yeah because he's a he's a 
toothy tow truck from Radiator Springs. Uh, that's right. And uh, boom, eleven minutes in, that's <laughs> when I start doing voices. Uh, and he would, uh, gosh, I just, I wonder, like when they, so Cars is a success, and then they get back, like who, who's like, okay, now it's time to write the next one. Does somebody come up with the idea and they're like, great, we should do this second one, or are they like, okay, people, like give me your pitches? I mean, I guess that's even them trying even harder to appeal to boys because boys love spies. True. Girls hate spies. But girls make very good spies because that's people true. don't think that they're spies. Yeah, they have lipstick that's a yes, gun. Yes, they think that they're just wives and mothers. <laughs> but they're also spies and spothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> Speaking of women, um, in this movie, yeah, they don't do anything. This movie passes the beep, doesn't be pass the beep tool test. <laughs> um, Flo probably talks to Sally, but only about... Like lightning, the road, yeah. <laughs> and how nice it is. There's no Danica Patrick uh, car <laughs> character. Um, two cars flash their boobs at lightning yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, but they are. There was their flashers, yeah. their blinkers, yeah. which is funny. Um, uh, I was like, a couple times we just chuckled and said, "Oh, that's clever." Right. Which I maybe is all they can ask for from people in their late twenties watching it fifteen years later. Yeah, mid twenties. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Damn straight. <laughs> Don't you ever <laughs> imply that I'm slightly older. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it baffles me. Uh, clearly, yes, marketing towards boys. It baffles me that, um, that such, that, you know, you'd have a, a whole cast with non-human characters and they're still mostly men. Yeah. But, I mean, speaking of uh, merchandising and stuff, I, I think I skimmed past it on Wikipedia. Apparently... The Cars franchise has produced, has made revenue of like a billion dollars in like toys and merchandise and stuff. That doesn't surprise me at all. Because like I, whenever I'm on the subway, I see at least three kids that have (laughs) a Lightning McQueen or a Mater backpack. Yeah, that's a lot of staying power. Um, Well, I feel like Cars in general have been a toy to merchandise for years and then cars was just like and we will copyright them all and make them colorful no one can use the word car yes. just like <laughs> now nobody can use the term dia de los muertos who who got that oh so when coco came out disney tried to copyright the f- oh my the god holiday dia de los <laughs> muertos you know it didn't work that <laughs> um did you uh did you sleep in a race car bed growing up no. Um, what was your relationship to mechanics and cars and vehicles? So I, I really wasn't that big of a car kid. I think the closest was a couple times I got like the Hess truck of the year. Ugh. I love the Hess truck because it rhymes with good Tess. news. The Hess trucks here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was really it. I was very much more into like um, stuffed animals and like different like more tactile things. Mm-hmm. I I was big into trains. I think trains were more accessible to me because I was like. I don't know the different kinds of cars, but trains is just kind of like I can build a track and that's fun. Yeah. Uh, my father is uh, was very, very, very into cars growing up and his whole life could like take a um, small image of the back of a car, like part of it and would know what year and what make and what model. Um, is he one of those guys that has like a dream car? Like, man, one day I'm going to get myself a 1957 cherry red uh, Borgata. Yeah, 1976 uh Cadillac uh, Eldorado Bicentennial Edition. Ooh. That's the answer. He didn't really want it. That was just like his stock answer for things. He really just wanted a, a Toyota that worked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or a Honda that didn't have one of its windows as duct tape, <laughs> which was 
uh, a car from my childhood. Um, but he's really good at identifying cars and like when we listen to car talk in the car, um, in one of our two blue minivans, uh, he would always answer the question before the click and clack oh, brothers. Fun. Yeah. Um, and, and you so pointed out that those, those two guys appeared yeah. in the movie. Yes. I didn't they kind of play themselves. Um, they're cars in real life. <laughs> yeah. One of them has, has passed. Oh, uh, they just play reruns now. <sighs> um, I know. Okay. Um, so my, my, through my dad, I kind of like, uh, you know what? You know how, uh, from what I gather, fathers teach sons to look at women. Sure, not my experience. Mine neither. Clearly, uh, but <laughs> but my father kind of taught me how to look at old cars. So like, if an if an antique look at the ass on that car, <laughs> Tess. <laughs> so if like a ne- like an old car, like a classic car, uh, drives by, I like stop and look at it and like raise my eyebrows I was a gonna bit. say do you lower your glasses I a little bit? sure do I I make a point of looking at it because they they keep and maintain those cars so that they can be looked at yeah uh, they they are asking for it I believe <laughs> so I I I do the opposite with Teslas like of course <laughs> you I look love, away well I love Teslas and they're so cool I watched an hour-long video about this guy like doing a uh, this like road trip in a Tesla and it's really interesting. Um, but when I see somebody driving a Tesla, I can't stare at it because I know that that's what they want mm. and that's why they got it. Yeah. And I just can't give them the satisfaction. And something about it being a younger thing, like a, a newer thing that an old classic car makes it more reprehensible to you. Kind of, Yeah. Like I got AirPods a little while ago, but when <laughs> per- AirPods first came out, I was like, Oh, fuck these people with <laughs> AirPods. I think, uh, for me, old older cars are, they feel like a relic. They feel like an, like an antique, and thus they are beautiful. That's and a roadshow? <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, and Teslas, I feel like I've seen in movies for years. Like some version of an aerodynamic yeah. car. And they're not that, that special. What do you think of that Cybertruck? <laughs> uh, I watched the one part of the video where the windows broke, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elon Musk himself seems like an unappealing person. No, nah, his name is Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, he says it right there in the name. Yeah, like it sounds sexy, but then you say it Actually, once it more. it kind of sounds like a fake villain from a fictional <laughs> movie. Like, hi, my I'm name is Elon R- Musk. <laughs> my name is Robert Crank. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and here's my high voltage. So I love. I yes. do like looking at old cars and antique cars on the street. I don't like seek them out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and my very first car that I owned could have been in Radiator Springs. That's how clanky it was. Oh, no. (laughs) It was uh, a 1996 Geo Metro Prism. Wow, that's when I was born. (laughs) Yeah, so was this car. I got it in 2013, and uh, it's the same car as a Toyota Corolla, and it uh, had 236,000 miles on it when I got it, and it needed a new seatbelt, which a friend helped me (laughs) yank one out of a car at the dump and replace it that was cool um because a lot of car parts are kind of interchangeable and so if you like know what car you need you're like well i need one for like 96 to 98 toyotas had the same uh seat belt buckle so you just need to go to like the impound anyway this was in california it was a different time it wasn't the the guy who did it for me uh also like changed the brakes on the car replaced the brakes at his home his home mechanics thing anyway the point is that it was a real clunker and i paid a thousand dollars for it which was eight hundred dollars too much (laughs) and then i i drove it for about 
a year and then I sold it because I was coming back east and I sold it to a guy who carried around enough cash in his pockets that he could pay for it no problem. Whoa. I sold it for eight hundred dollars. Um I don't understand people that have more than like thirty dollars. I'm pretty in sure cash. he was a drug dealer. Oh cool. Now that I think about it. Um or some kind of like he He's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. He was a builder, like didn't he, he worked at the place I worked at and he like didn't like dropped out of middle school but could build a car from scratch, that kind of a guy. Yeah. Um and he like kind of made a business of like buying old cars and taking them apart and stuff. And he pulled out a, a wa- like a like a canvas bag from his cargo shorts with enough cash. And then I realized later that that wasn't like that wasn't his only wad of cash. Like Whoa. he probably had more on him because he also <laughs> he also carried a wallet in his just back pocket. But then he I don't know where. Anyway, it was crazy. Yeah, I bought I bought a wallet recently that's like a mini thing, and it has like a money clip, and I have no idea when I would ever use what's a, a money clip. What's a mini thing? A money... Oh, oh um, it's... So it's like um those little kind of just like small rectangles that can hold a couple cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, like yeah. if you're just running out and you don't want to have everything yeah. on you. Has that happened yet? Do you ever not want to have much on you? I never have much on me. Oh, okay. But it's like I, I have like a bulky wallet, and so if I'm just going to work and then coming home, then I'm like, oh, I just need my like work ID and my so license. So what's, what stays at home? What doesn't make the, the daily cut? Uh, well, This I is foreign to me because my wallet is like yeah, so all inclusive. Yeah, so if you're trying to mug me, yeah, um, I use Apple Pay <laughs> for a lot of oh. just like if I'm going to Wawa, if I'm going to Starbucks, a lot of restaurants, they take Apple Pay, so I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's really it. And that t- <laughs> takes away the need for a lot of cards. And what about like your health insurance card? I'll be fine. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. Uh, I work in the same building as Independence Blue Cross, uh, who is my provider. <laughs> so there's no hospital in there. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but there is a first aid kit on the third floor. Yeah. And like also people know who I am. Oh, come on. <laughs> if I walk into the hospital, they're like, oh, look, it's Ross. Oh, look, there's a there's an A positive blood type i don't know that is my blood type really what's your blood type B positive that's Ooh. why i'm so optimistic D- what do you think is blood in the cars universe uh, Oil. well oil is their alcohol because oil they're alcohol. like they're like hey you want to go over to flows and like you know get a cup of oil you know calm down yeah um but alcohol is also like ethanol is used as a fuel for cars that's good um that's smart. i think blood is probably i don't know uh uh engine coolant <laughs> windshield wipers <laughs> fluid yeah no that would be their tears oh uh, uh, we need i wonder if in the second or third cars movie we see any of the cars cry and they have to wipe their window they're like oh this is embarrassing this never happened right oh luigi <laughs> they uh uh they one of them made her leaks fluid of some kind he's got like a drool yeah at one point uh um none of them piss or poop but no it's, but, but they, they do like eat but no but they but they have exhaust so yeah, they all they fart reference that yeah um global there, there are no humans because this planet is uninhabitable there's so they're no just, way they are animals yeah so if I, I mean i guess we are machines too in a way yeah the most dangerous machine <laughs> um i think if i remember the pixar theory correctly i think this takes place um like Dirt like right before Wally. The Pixar what now? The Pixar theory. What it was that, that thing from a couple years ago where this guy figured out a cohesive storyline to link every single Pixar movie, and it's like humans uh, use magic <laughs> and uh, like personality and emotion helps 
um, make all these different things self-aware, like cars, toys. Like this is like all that. in front, in ahead of us in time. Yeah, and then so like then there's oh. a nuclear apocalypse or something, or like Earth is uninhabitable, like in Wally, so they leave, and like cars stay behind. Oh, I see. Um, all of these bugs evolve into what? monsters. Oh my god! It's like kind of stupid, but I think that's that's like the gist of the Pixar I, theory. I guess if you had to lay some reality onto this world, that would make sense. It was huge, like five years ago, when people were like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Oh my god! And then like a new movie. Came and like how does the Pixar theory <laughs> how does this work in there how does this work and the guy was running out of steam so much he's like uh, I don't know it gives us more info about like um, how emotions work was uh, that Inside Out it was well it doesn't have to be chronological you know like Inside Out could be yeah he could was be like, the uh, sandwiched in about here yeah. ooh sandwiches that would be a good topic for a new Pixar movie that's basically Sausage Party oh yeah true yeah I got f- like 10 minutes into that movie and I was like I'm good <laughs> no thanks uh, I enjoyed that movie not even because like oh this is like reprehensible and like <laughs> insults Pixar I was just like I don't like this <laughs> that's a good reason to not watch it then yeah and also like I thought it was a little bit rude uh, and insensitive to like well-meaning people that like believe in the afterlife they're like these people are so stupid yeah isn't that right Kristen Wiig and she's like vagina <laughs> or something uh. that that's what I think yeah um cars though like it's ju- this movie was just fine. Like <laughs> there were some good puns, like J yep. limo. Yep. Um, I do think visual, as I said, visually was interesting. I think if you were a kid who loved cars, you would very much like to see, like, oh my god, they somebody complimented their rear view, their side view mirrors. Um, that's like you know complimenting somebody's haircut or their ears. Oh, also, I just remembered Sally has a like a tramp stamp. Yeah. Yeah, that I just remembered that. But it's called pinstriping. Um, of course it is. <laughs> in real life, it's also called pinstriping. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's before. like stenciling art onto cars. Mm. That's a little bit nicer than saying tramp stamp. Yeah, uh, car bar, car mar. <laughs> um, tr- tramp, tramp. No, <laughs> I can't think of anything that has to do with tramps that rhymes with car stuff. <laughs> if you know, use the hashtag <laughs> car tramp. <laughs> car tark. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, is there anything that kind of stood out in this movie that you kind of enjoyed? Like anything that you thought, oh, that's actually... Well, so the, yeah. the, the larger um, uh, message is about like the loss of the American West, apparently, or like the dangers of urbanization. Yeah. Um, which as a product of urbanization, I'm a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do understand that, there, that the evolution of the American... Um, semi-rural life has declined in the last 80 years because of car culture um, although car culture has also it allowed a lot of people to travel to those places i guess it's interstate culture which yeah. would be because of industrialization and like trucking and do you think in this movie because this interstate thing that means that a car version of dwight d eisenhower has has <laughs> to exist in this universe so when doc was a race car wait, this doesn't even make sense in the timeline of the movie because the interstate highway was implemented in like the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, and Doc, I, I don't know when I-40 itself was built. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm not going to ask Siri. <laughs> uh, but that's, there has to be then a, du- a car Dwight and mm-hmm. then a car, yeah, Carrack Obama. <laughs> 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 Donald Dump Truck. <laughs> 
Ugh, that's like probably what somebody actually calls like Trump when they're trying to be clever. Like, yeah, he's a good dump truck. <laughs> um, I think we if we try too hard to map everything in this universe onto our own, we will hurt ourselves. But I think the <laughs> the, the movie is trying to do it. I think uh, yes, I th- I do th- yes. The I Tonight think Show with Jay Limo, <laughs> for example. I think this story has probably happened to many small towns, um, and there's not many people in Radiator Springs, or not many individuals yeah, 12 people yeah and I'm like how is that supporting and you know how are they all just giving each other money is it all like a like a, it's a barter system yeah exactly um yeah but i am curious though because um pixar when they were doing research for this movie they watched a documentary about like these small towns mm-hmm. that started to shrivel up because of um the expansion in the interstate highway and i'm kind of curious to see that it probably wasn't just because of interstate highway though i mean that was like it a symptom help, i think of yeah of they forgot to build a road <laughs> to radiator springs so that's like kind of on them right and also like uh i mean yeah it's part of a larger thing of like more people yeah earning more money and leave and going to big cities and how doing richard starting kind? improv <laughs> how did richard kind and his wife get lost in radiators several people get lost in radiator springs throughout the movie uh, yeah. But like they had to really like yeah. look for it to yeah. get lost there. Um also if they can all drive off road, what's the point of roads? I guess that's the point of trails. We have trails because you can't always walk in yeah. the marsh. It's confusing. Yeah. Um have you did your family go on long road trips when you were a youth? No. We um we didn't really You were the travel. reason that Radiator Springs is poor. Yeah, that's our fault. <laughs> Uh, it's just we didn't travel all that much. Like, if we did a road trip, it would be a tri-state thing. Like, we have relatives in Baltimore, so we would g- drive to Baltimore once a year or so. And so we would stop at, like, the outlets and stuff <laughs> like that. But that's about as far as it went. Like, it sounds like you, just we because you had such a car culture in your household. Well, I mean, I, st- I grew up in the city still, so that was more of a... In the city. Theoretical. Um, we... And we truly, our cars were just functional. Like they were really ugly. One of them had peeling paint that apparently one of the, it was the, uh, the Plymouth Voyager. We truly had two almost identical blue minivans (laughs) (laughs) and the Plymouth Voyager had, was, had peeling paint that made it look like it had just like, just, I don't know, a skin disorder. Um, and every once in a while we would see another minivan with the same issue. And apparently all like the blue paint of that year it was Just all so decaying <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it was strange. Uh, I, yeah, we, I remember we had a blue like Nissan minivan. I think like a Nissan Altima. I guess. Whoa. I don't um, think that was I a d- minivan. I don't. I don't know what what it was, but um, it had a tape player <laughs> in it, so we could watch VHSs oh, wow. in we, the car. We would never have done that. Um, so we went to we drove to Tennessee once. I remember. I don't remember anything from the car ride, but I remember us getting there and um, there was a waterbed at the at the place that Ooh. we stayed at and we had fried pickles um nice yeah and then uh yeah most of our car trips were also tri-state going to new york going to new jersey hitting up all the rest stops on the new jersey turnpike which every time like even now when we go into the molly pitcher rest stop or the joyce kilmer or the woodrow wilson uh i ev- think the joyce the joyce kilmer is the one that i go to every time we go in my mom says the same thing she goes this really is the most diverse place in America, <laughs> the New Jersey Turnpike. And like when you look around, it really is diverse. It it's is, like every kind of family. The most mom thing. In I the know. <laughs> is it the mom thing? Is not just that she says it, but it's that she says it every time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like uh, she acts with the same kind of level of prof- uh, profoundness. Like wow. Yeah. When you think about it. And the truth is, when I have gone onto these by myself, 
I do think the same thing because it's true. Like there, re- it really is. There's every like kind of religion and race represented, and like lots of languages, and like everybody's kind of hustling, and there's like all intergeneration. Anyway, yeah, I remember I was fascinated with rest stops, um, and I wrote a short story in high school about like a guy that worked at a rest stop and like had a band and didn't know his dad. There's, <laughs> there's. I'm sure it was so. I would need to reread that. There's so I a, just be angry. the transitional like nowhere but everywhere nature of rest stops yeah. is very intriguing. Kind of like airports. I once wrote a short story about the 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 bartender at the bar of all the so and so walks into a bar jokes. That's good. That's really good. That's <laughs> yeah. Something. That's like a New Yorker shouts yeah. and murmurs. Um, uh, no one, a- no one asks me why the long face yeah. or something. It was uh, something about it was in this like really obscure zip code that you couldn't get to unless you made a wrong turn somewhere. It was. You know what? I should revisit. This is that. good. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This uh, is a short film. Yeah, and yeah. I the. I've n- I've never done a cross country road trip, which I would like to do at some point. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Record the entire yeah. time. We have to watch a movie on the road. I um, so then we'd have to hire somebody else to drive us while we're in the back watching, or we just wait till self driving cars. Yeah, come. Oh, well, we'll get a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll call it a Rosla. Sorry, so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did once take a cross country train trip, which was very oh, enjoyable. like in Amtrak or like you kept Amtrak, going yeah. to different regional. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I. I saw once that I could go from Philadelphia to Anaheim for like $92. What? But it, was, it, it, it takes four days. Yeah. Well, so when I did it, I did it from Emeryville, California, which was actually appeared very briefly in this. Wow. In this thing um, to Philadelphia. And it took four days. It's about $400. So I don't know what deal you were looking at. Uh, I think it's like because it's a, it, maybe it's such a weird. It was such a weird specific destination. Uh. Uh, but, but it was you, you quite an experience. It was, I did it when I was coming back from California after I had sold that car. And uh, I was like making my way east. And long, very long train rides are filled with like four kinds of people. There's Amish people who are visiting other Amish communities in the they country. They take the train? Mm, they do, yeah. Because it's a, it's a. It's steam? Well, no, it's old fashioned. Oh. Um, uh, there are People visiting their uh, people who are afraid of flying. I've met a bunch of those. A lot of older folks visiting their um, children and grandchildren, mm-hmm. and they like are retired, so they're like, "Sure, I'll take a two-day trip to visit you," um, and it is more comfortable. Uh, and then r- train enthusiasts, uh, in- and then just like weirdos like me that are like, "Why not? I'll see it." <laughs> uh, my favorite train enthusiast I met was that. Uh, so for two meals of the day, you eat in the dining car, or you can choose to eat in the dining car, and they just sit you wherever. So it's like speed dating every single uh, yeah. meal, which could be awful if you got sat with bad people, but the slowness and culture of the train is such that everybody's really friendly. Um, so wait, so if you buy a cross-country train ticket, do th- do you get like a little sleeping area? You can, you, that's a ex- more expensive option. So you... C- you would just sleep in the chair. Uh, I slept in the chair. Yes, which Ugh. they're actually quite comfortable, and they. Mm. Uh, I almost never shared the seat next to me was always almost always empty. Because I guess if you're doing cross country, then like you also just kind of like nap all day. It's like it's an it's a strange it's a liminal state where like it's always late, like it's always twelve hours late, um, and they like wake you up in the middle of the night. You're like <gasps> you're in Elko, Nevada, and it's a smoke break. You're like, I don't smoke, but I'll stand outside because I haven't like felt the wind on me in a while. And yeah. then they have these big observation cars where you can just like watch the Ooh. national parks go by. Like we went through national parks. Um, I'll do it. And then 
so we were one of the nights when I was going from Chicago to Philly, I did have a, a little sleeper, which was it was good enough for one person. Um, and so I was sat at one point with this group of people from New Zealand. And I was like, oh, what are you all doing here? I'm like, oh, we're, we're train enthusiasts. We um, wanted to go on this route. And it's like this group of like middle-aged men. And I said, oh, and what work do you do back in New Zealand in Auckland? And he was like, I'm a train conductor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh. I also got a great cheesecake recipe from a woman on that train. And a 17-year-old boy from Iowa taught me how to play Magic the Gathering. It was really quite that an experience. That sounds great. I, I wrote about a particularly good Greyhound bus trip for a college essay. Um, and I did not... It was for um, Emerson's, like, uh, uh, elective scholarship thing, like, for smart kids. And I tried to do it, and they were like, nope. <laughs> did you take a Greyhound that you were... Was it a true story? Yeah. So um, I was taking a Greyhound to, to visit my then... Um, high school sweetheart. <laughs> uh, we broke up. It's cool. I'm <laughs> over it. Um, and it was just like a weird thing of like it was a th- it's a three and a half hour bus ride from Philadelphia to um, DC, and I it just ended up just chatting with her the whole time because we were both Jewish. We like kind of had similar people and stuff, and she gave me like her business card to be like, hey, uh, reach out to me sometime, and I never did because I was a 17 year old little snot nosed bitch. <laughs> who was she? who was she? Uh-huh. Like how old was she? She she was in her sixties. Okay, yeah, she had a business card. <laughs> yeah, but like like a crafting business card. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the card itself is a piece of art. Uh no, just like she's <laughs> like I I make yarn. Or oh, something. that's nice. Uh, she was nice. I uh, that four day long trip was the second longest ridiculous trip that I've taken. I've also taken a bus trip from Edinburgh, Scotland to Amsterdam, Ooh. which took 22 hours and it went on the ferry over the English Channel. That's The bus cool. just drives right onto the I ferry. I mean, you can't deny, life is a highway. Uh, I'm going to ride it all, all night, night long. long. And with that, uh, let's talk more about cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think all in all, it, it was weird watching it because I kind of felt, it felt so familiar, but also like, this is like a weird thing that I just missed. Like just I, the movie itself? Yeah, I was just like, oh, I, it's w- interesting that I, I just missed this entire piece of think, pop culture. Well, I don't do you think, think like that since your family, your parents turned it off, you were like, ah, I'm not that interested in it? Yeah. And I you just th- didn't revisit it? I think it was like they were, they were checking in with me because like, I was young enough that if I was into it, they would have kept watching it. But I think I wasn't really paying attention and just kind of like over it. And I think I felt like, I don't know if this is for me. Like it's very mm-hmm. loud and like it's about like a sports guy. Mm-hmm. And and then like by the end of the movie, it feels like a very uh, like check the boxes Pixar yeah. movie already. But still, I was just kind of like uh, didn't care. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think a trains they they should have. I think a trains movie would. Well, oh, wait, I no, think that's it's harder Thomas. because yeah. <laughs> well, besides that, it's harder because they are on tracks. Like they can't. They don't have as much autonomy. Yeah, it's like like Brent is your average train and yeah. one day he, goes he went on the and wrong backwards. he went on yeah. the wrong track Why'd you wake up on the wrong track today buddy you're in <laughs> you're in train town yeah baby <laughs> 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 what yeah, yeah what would be the conflict the what would be the conflict um the conflict is that he ran out of coal oh it, it would be like he got separated from his family and he's out of coal and he's too timid to ask for help mm. and because he ends up in some other yard. It's like a Pinocchio thing. Oh, I think. Okay, that's that's my guess. 
But you couldn't really get lost because you have to stay on the track. Trainokio. <laughs> there. Boom. <laughs> it's happening. I feel like uh, I feel like the conflict would be that high speed train lines are taking over like the business. They're like the glitzier version than the regional rails. Uh, um, it's interesting that you say that because that was kind of the original concept for cars. Oh. It was going to be um, like uh, uh, an energy efficient, like an electric car in a world of like gas guzzling and kind of like carbon emissions and stuff like oh, that. So the hero is the efficient one. Yeah. Okay. That's better. Th- I thought you were saying it was the other way around. Like, can you believe these newfangled uh, zero carbon footprint trains? And it's Millennials like, yeah, don't sh- understand. <laughs> Belching smoke. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do. I, uh, I'm not as up to date on current, uh, youth movies, but sure. I'm hoping that more and more heroes are about like energy efficiency and like not cli- and fighting climate change. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there. W- I feel like there was one that came out recently that was kind of about that. Does Wally have that? Wa- Wally is kind of like that. But it's um, also, isn't it? It's also kind of like human shaming. I want like human uplifting, like Greta Thunberg characters. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. I think I just had an idea of another one because there's Wally. I think around the same time there was another one that came out that was kind of about oh B movie is weirdly like about the environment and like uh, supporting a diverse ecosystem. Wait, I just had a brain idea. Sure. Okay, uh, let's say humans we burn ourselves out. Cool. On this planet. Already happening. Great. Um, could could there ever be like a dinosaur redo? Like, could dinosaurs ever re-evolve? Wait, what are you asking? Like, are what if The Land Before Time is actually a futuristic movie? Whoa. I'm not even high right now. That's just my brain. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're high on uh, curry and... <laughs> One uh, orange. An orange. <laughs> um, but like and wha- also the men's multivitamin that you took. <laughs> oh, that's true. What... Um, I got a yeah, I got a juice before this recording. <laughs> um, I would just... I wonder if evolution... If you can ever, like, re-evolve... Could, like, something that... That's like is a extinct. Could it be re-evolved on its own, or could would it always have to be different because it's responding to a new kind of Earth? That's hard to because I there was like a um, an episode of Futurama where the professor makes a forwards-only time machine, mm-hmm. and they accidentally go too far in the future, and so they just fast forward to the end of the world, and then everything just kind of restarts, but like ten feet below. What if we are a previous Earth's restarting? probably are yeah that's true like it's it's selfish to think that we're alone in the universe or important at all yeah <laughs> yeah what if, what if this podcast is the first contact <laughs> hello hello jody hello. foster is sending it out into the universe mm. um <laughs> yeah shout out to contact uh, <laughs> um so do you have any final thoughts on uh cars before we rate it like the one thing that creeped me out is that there's different levels of like autonomy like there are car animals that seem to have the same sort of mechanisms tractors yeah the tractors um there's also the actual mechanism that lightning mcqueen uses to tar the oh yeah and according to imdb every time that like it like sprays tar on a car it makes a laugh noise which I didn't hear. Oh boy! So apparently, there's some level of auto- autonomy. Wait, to yeah, this is that machine? Tool. Does it? It didn't seem. It had a name, but it didn't Bessie. seem to have sentience. Yes. C- okay, good. So that's not a like a indentured slave. That's yeah. Good. That's like the classic like Pluto versus Goofy thing. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, pl- Goofy is a planet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I were mean, so he, confused. <laughs> <for a moment. laughs> 
I mean, he has like a cult of personality, which uh, is basically a planet. Uh, um, but yeah, what, uh, what there what are do you no think? Ac- there are no animals. It's just this is th- this is the world of machines, mm-hmm. and we are machines. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Well, now on I feel terrible cars? for driving cars that I've been manipulating these. How do Ubers fit into this? <laughs> yeah. <world? laughs> oh, this was in twenty out six. It was before that time. Oh man. Oh. Things are so much easier. Yeah, it was just... You, you could just, just hail a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever... Hailing a taxi today one, sucks. Well, I did it one time, and uh, I felt very powerful. It felt cool. It feels cool to be like, hey, it's like one in the morning, and I'm tired, uh, and no Ubers are around, and I just need to get when out of the Uber's cold. When are Ubers not around? But it's like, it'll... I So I, I got back from D.C. a little while ago, not to visit my uh, high school College sweetheart. sweetheart. <laughs> um, and it was like one thirty in the morning, my... And my lift like drove by and then canceled on me. Oh. So then I was just like, the next one is like f- seven minutes oh, away. Okay. And I saw a, a, a taxi drive up and they were like, can you cash? Because I guess cash is like easier for them. Uh, cash is king. Yeah. Um, and so that was whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the last time I took a taxi. It's not fun. It's yeah. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you're not well, I, I do. I do think that I know that like in England, for example, taxi drivers, London, they have huge, huge masses of knowledge. Yes. And they that know seems every to be, yeah, single and they like street. are tour guides in some ways. Um, and there's a, bi- I, I don't know, it's a different time. I'm not that nostalgic for it. Time marches on. Economy marches on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't cling to the past. Gig, gig is king. Yeah. Um, we can't cling to the past. Yeah. But, uh, but by clinging to the past, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any um, other, like, things that are driving you because we we just <laughs> kind of watched this together and we didn't really take notes things that are driving me yeah from this movie oh, you know who should be in, a, in if they make a fourth fourth cars movie who? adam driver <laughs> <laughs> um uh i think uh and sia could play a character named kia <laughs> <laughs> okay now i'm done i gotta um, stop interrupting you <laughs> for jokes um i think uh the nostalgia element uh, it's funny when you kind of insert nostalgia into children's lives about things that they didn't know about. Like Route 66. Yeah, and like, I mean, I guess they're kids that live in those towns now, but, th- you know, it's th- those towns, They, I mean, they still exist. It's just, uh, I am wary of of culture promoting nostalgia without perce- perspective. You know, like, that's what... I, gu- I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, like, it's got a clinging on to the past just for the past's sake and your own fear of the changing of the future is is not a good enough reason to yeah, cling to the well past. Because the cars at Radiator Springs, they could have adapted a little bit, but they mm. were, like, they kind of all learned a little bit because Lightning taught them uh, about, like... Updating their neon? Yeah, confidence, <laughs> and they taught him to not be a fucking dick. Yeah. I think there is... Yeah, I mean, I think... It is an important part of American history. I don't know. Uh, no, it's it's notable. And like, yeah, cars built this country. I thought rock and roll built this country. Uh, well, I, uh, well, we built the city on rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, the country is built on apple pie. Uh, apple pie, baseball, and wagons. Mm-hmm. Yep. And dysentery. Mm-hmm. Um, and genocide. That's right. I went there. Wah, wah. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, are there native cars? Native cars. Because the they they talk about like I don't even know this <laughs> this is this isn't working, um, but test now is the time of the podcast where we rate everything on a scale from zero to five. You've been here before. You can be as specific as you want with your score. So what what are you thinking? What do you uh, think 
you're gonna give cars today an overall rating yeah 3.2 wow easy and simple and i'm actually right there with you um how come um i thought it was fun enough um if i was a harried parent looking for you know a A movie a movie to like chill with and watch with my child uh i'd put this on it's pretty easy to understand uh visually it's interesting and i think it is a creative idea like cars adapting cars mapping them onto the human world is interesting because uh they exist in our lives already like they're yeah it it is creative i agree with that I i think it's just there was a lot of interesting things that could have happened and then it just kind of becomes just oh this guy is a dick and yeah, he has to maybe, stop being a dick. Maybe more of that complexity happens in the later movies, but uh Yeah. I'm <laughs> curious. Well, we nearly watched all three today. We nearly did. But then neither of us <laughs> had time because that's a wild thing to yes. do. Um but uh I'm kind of right with you for similar reasons. I think yeah, it's a it was a decent movie. Um but I'm gonna be giving it a three point zero sixty six. Um so crunching the numbers, we're giving um cars a collective three point one three three which puts it just a little bit ahead of the boss baby and a little bit behind meet the robinsons so sounds about right that sounds about right indeed um but yeah uh tess thank you so much for coming on the podcast thanks for having me ross yeah um is there anything you would like to promote i know you have your own podcast i do it's called the wilf podcast stands for women i like to follow great check us out and um uh that's all I have on some improv teams, but yeah, like whatever. Yeah, you do. You're a very funny improviser. Oh, thank you. And yeah, uh, and I'm always jealous of your improv skills. Really? You're you're very oh my god clever and effortless, and I think because cleverless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you suck. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out tonight. I will be at tattooed, uh, not tattooed, mom. Sorry, I will be at Tavern on Kamak in Philadelphia uh for uh, a free stand-up showcase so wow. that that'll be fun and i've never seen you do stand-up well come on monday aka today it's free <laughs> and you can hang out with my boyfriend Yay. um but yeah and you know what have a happy new year everybody because that's yeah. coming up real soon um but that is all for today we will hear you in a fortnight and go go gadget end show